द लॉ स्कूल ऑफ अमेरिका द लॉ स्कूल ऑफ अमेरिका इज अ फ्री लीगल एजुकेशन सर्विस सपोर्टेड बाय आर स्पॉन्सर्स When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America. Adverse possession, sometimes colloquially described as squatter's rights, is a legal principle under which a person who does not have legal title to a piece of property, usually land, real property, acquires legal ownership based on continuous possession or occupation of the property without the permission of its legal owner. In general, a property owner has the right to recover possession of their property from unauthorized possessors through legal actions such as ejectment. However, in the English common law tradition, courts have long ruled that when someone occupies a piece of property without permission and the property's owner does not exercise their right to recover their property for a significant period of time, not only is the original owner prevented from exercising their right to exclude, but an entirely new title to the property springs up in the adverse possessor. In effect, the adverse possessor becomes the property's new owner over time legislatures have created statutes of limitations that specify the length of time that owners have to recover possession of their property from adverse possessors in the united states for example these time limits vary widely between individual states ranging from as low as 3 years to as long as 40 years although the elements of an adverse possession action are different in every jurisdiction A person claiming adverse possession is usually required to prove non-permissive use of the property that is actual, open and notorious, exclusive, adverse and continuous for the statutory period. Personal property, traditionally known as chattel, may also be adversely possessed, but owing to the differences in the nature of real and chattel property, the rules governing such claims are rather more stringent and favor the legal owner rather than the adverse possessor. Claims for adverse possession of chattel often involve works of art. history in roman law usa capia laws allowed someone who was in possession of a good without title to become the lawful proprietor if the original owner did not appear after some time one or two years unless the good was obtained illegally by theft or force stemming from roman law and its successor the napoleonic code adopted as the basis of law in france belgium italy luxembourg portugal spain and also in part by the netherlands and germany Adverse possession generally recognizes two time periods for the acquisition of property, 30 years and some lesser time period, depending on the bona fides of the possessor and the location of the parties involved. Parliament passed England's first general statute limiting the right to recover possession of land in 1623. At common law, if entitlement to possession of land was in dispute, originally only in what were known as real actions, The person claiming a right to possession was not allowed to allege that the land had come into their possession in the past, in older terminology that he had been put into seizure at a time before the reign of Henry I. The law recognized a cut-off date going back into the past, before which date the law would not be interested. There was no requirement for a defendant to show any form of adverse possession. As time went on, the date was moved by statute, first to the reign of Henry II, and then to the reign of Richard I. No further changes were made of this kind. 
By the reign of Henry VIII the fact that there had been no changes to the cut-off date had become very inconvenient. A new approach was taken whereby the person claiming possession had to show possession of the land for a continuous period, a certain number of years, 60, 50 or 30 depending on the kind of claim made, before the date of the claim. Later statutes have shortened the limitation period in most common law jurisdictions. At traditional English common law, it was not possible to obtain title to property at the crown by means of adverse possession. This principle was embodied by the Latin maxim nullum tempus occurrit regi, no time runs against the king. In the United States, this privilege was carried over to the federal and state governments. Government land is immune from loss by adverse possession. Land with registered title in some Torrens title systems is also immune, for example, land that has been registered in the Hawaii land court system. In the common law system of England and its historical colonies, local legislatures, such as Parliament in England or American state legislatures, generally create statutes of limitations that bar the owners from recovering the property after a certain number of years have passed. England and Wales Adverse possession is one of the most contentious methods of acquiring property, albeit one that has played a huge role in the history of English land. Historically, if someone possessed land for long enough, it was thought that this in itself justified acquisition of a good title. This meant that while English land was continually conquered, pillaged, and stolen by various factions, lords or barons throughout the Middle Ages, those who could show they possessed land long enough would not have their title questioned. A more modern function has been that land which is disused or neglected by an owner may be converted into another's property if continual use is made. Squatting in England has been a way for land to be efficiently utilized, particularly in periods of economic decline. Before the Land Registration Act 2002, if a person had possessed land for 12 years, then at common law, the previous owner's right of action to eject the adverse possessor would expire. The common legal justification was that under the Limitation Act 1623, just like a cause of action in contract or tort had to be used within a time limit, so did an action to recover land. This promoted the finality of litigation and the certainty of claims. Time would start running when someone took exclusive possession of land, or part of it, and intended to possess it adversely to the interests of the current owner. Provided the common law requirements of possession that was adverse were fulfilled. After 12 years, the owner would cease to be able to assert a claim. Different rules are in place for the limitation periods of adverse possession in unregistered land and registered land. However, in the Land Registration Act 2002 adverse possession of registered land became much harder. In recent times the land registry has made the process of claiming adverse possession and being awarded title absolute more difficult. Simply occupying or grazing the land will no longer justify the grant of title. Instead the person in adverse possession must demonstrate commitment to own and utilize to the exclusion of all other the land intended to be claimed. Land Registration Act 2002 The rules for unregistered land remained as before. But under the LRA 2002 Schedule 6, paragraphs 1-5, to after 10 years the adverse possessor is entitled to apply to the registrar to become a new registered owner. The registrar then contacts the registered title holder and notifies him of the application. If no proceedings are launched for two years to eject the adverse possessor, only then would the registrar transfer title. Prior to the 2002 Act, a landowner could simply lose title without being aware of it or notified. This was the rule because it indicated the owner had never paid sufficient attention to how the land was in fact being used, and therefore the former owner did not deserve to keep it. Before 2002, time was seen to cure everything. 
The rule's function was to ensure land was used efficiently. Requirements Before the considerable hurdle of giving a registered owner, notice was introduced, the particular requirements of adverse possession were reasonably straightforward. First, under Schedule 1, paragraphs 1 and 8 of the Limitation Act 1980, the time when adverse possession began was when possession was taken. This had to be more than something temporary or transitory, such as simply storing goods on a land for a brief period. But possession did not require actual occupation. So in Powell v. McFarlane, it was held to be possession when Mr. Powell, from age 14, let his cows roam into Mr. McFarlane's land. The second requirement, however, was that there needed to be an intention to possess the land. Mr. Powell lost his claim because simply letting his cows roam was an equivocal act, it was only later that there was evidence he intended to take possession, for instance by erecting signs on the land and parking a lorry. But this had not happened long enough for the 12-year time limit on McFarland's claim to have expired. Third, possession is not considered adverse if the person is there with the owner's consent. For example, in BP Properties Limited v. Buckler, Dylan L.J. held that Mrs. Buckler could not claim adverse possession over land owned by BP because BP had told her she could stay rent-free for life. Fourth, under the Limitation Act 1980 sections 29 and 30, the adverse possessor must not have acknowledged the title of the owner in any express way, or the clock starts running again. However, the courts have interpreted this requirement flexibly. Human Rights Challenges In Job High, Oxford, Limited v. Graham, Mr. and Mrs. Graham had been let a part of Mr. Pye's land, and then the lease had expired. Mr. Pye refused to renew a lease, on the basis that this might disturb getting planning permission. In fact the land remained unused, Mr. Pye did nothing, while the Grahams continued to retain a key to the property and used it as part of their farm. At the end of the limitation period, they claimed the land was theirs. They had in fact offered to buy a license from Mr. Pye, but the House of Lords held that this did not amount to an acknowledgement of title that would deprive them of a claim. Having lost in the UK courts, Mr. Pye took the case to the European Court of Human Rights, arguing that his business should receive £10 million in compensation because it was a breach of his right under ECHR Protocol 1, Article 1 to peaceful enjoyment of possessions. The court rejected this, holding that it was within a member state's margin of appreciation to determine the relevant property rules. Otherwise, a significant limit on the principle in the case of leases is that adverse possession actions will only succeed against the leaseholder, and not the freeholder once the lease has expired. However the main limitation remains that the 2002 legislation appears to have emasculated the principle of adverse possession, because the registrar now effectively informs owners of the steps to be taken to prevent adverse possession. Timing For a registered land, adverse possession claims completed before October 13, 2003, the date the 2002 Act came into force, are governed by Section 75-1 and 75-2 of the Land Registration Act of 1925. The limitation period remains the same, 12 years, but instead of the original owner's title to the land being extinguished, the original owner holds the land on trust for the adverse possessor. The adverse possessor can then apply to be the new registered proprietor of the land. For a registered land, adverse possession claims completed after October 13, 2003 follow a different procedure. Where land is registered, the adverse possessor may henceforth apply to be registered as owner after 10 years of adverse possession and the land registry must give notice to the true owner of this application. This gives the landowner a statutory period of time to object to the adverse possession, object to the application on the ground that there has not actually been the necessary 10 years adverse possession, and or to serve a counter notice. 
If a counter notice is served, then the application fails unless 1. It would be unconscionable because of an equity by estoppel for the registered proprietor to seek to dispossess the squatter in the squatter ought in the circumstances to be registered as proprietor, or 2. The squatter is for some other reason entitled to be registered as proprietor, or 3. The squatter has been in adverse possession of land adjacent to their own under the mistaken but reasonable belief that they are the owner of it, the exact line of the boundary with this adjacent land has not been determined and the estate to which the application relates was registered more than a year prior to the date of the application. Otherwise, the squatter becomes the registered proprietor according to the land registry. If the true owner is unable to evict a squatter in the two years following the first application, the squatter can apply again after this period and be successful despite the opposition of the owner. The process effectively prevents the removal of a landowner's right to property without their knowledge, while ensuring squatters have a fair way of exercising their rights. Where a tenant adversely possessed land, there is a presumption that they are doing so in a way that will benefit the landlord at the end of their term. If the land does not belong to their landlord, the land will become part of both the tenancy and the reversion. If the land does belong to their landlord, it would seem that it will be gained by the tenant but only for the period of their term. Since September 2012, squatting in a residential building is a criminal offense, but this does not prevent title being claimed by reason of adverse possession even if the claimant is committing a criminal offense. United States Requirements The party seeking title by adverse possession may be called the decisor, meaning one who dispossesses the true owner of the property. Although the elements of an adverse possession claim may be different in a number of states, adverse possession requires at a minimum five basic conditions being met to perfect the title of the decisor. These are that the decisor must openly occupy the property exclusively, in a manner that is open and notorious, keep out others, and use it as if it were their own. Some states impose additional requirements. Many of the states have enacted statutes regulating the rules of adverse possession. Some states require a hostility requirement to secure adverse possession. While most states take an objective approach to the hostility requirement, some states require a showing of good faith. Good faith means that claimants must demonstrate that they had some basis to believe that they actually owned the property at issue. Four states east of the Mississippi that require good faith in some form are Georgia, Illinois, New York, and Wisconsin. Actual possession the decisor must physically use the land as a property owner would, in accordance with the type of property, location, and uses, merely walking or hunting on land does not establish actual possession. The actions of the decisor must change the state of the land, in the case of non-residential property, taking such actions as clearing, mowing, planting, harvesting fruit of the land, logging or cutting timber, mining, fencing, pulling tree stumps, running livestock and constructing buildings or other improvements, or, if the property is residential, maintaining the property for its intended use, taking such actions as mowing the yard, trimming trees and hedges, changing locks, repairing or replacing fixtures such as a swimming pool, sprinkler system, or appliances, all to the exclusion of its true owner. In Cone v. West Virginia Pulp and Paper, the United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit held that Cohn failed to establish actual possession by occasionally visiting the land and hunting on it, because his actions did not change the land from a wild and natural state. The Law School of America This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. 
The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. Mm-hmm.